Testing one, comma two. Hello, humans. You are listening to DJ Phobic. I was raised by snakes. I lie all the time. I was raised by snakes. I lie all the time. I change my skin. I change my mind.
Don't be afraid what 
children, what does it all mean? This melody by Bach is one we've already heard. The computer can help manipulate this melody in many ways. By using a switch, the composer can instruct the computer to play the melody This computer had beaten the Connecticut state champion. So Arthur Samuel was the father of machine learning, and I have a great debt to him because I am a machine learning practitioner. I was the president of Kaggle, a community of over 200,000 machine learning practitioners. Kaggle puts up competitions to try and get them to solve previously unsolved problems, and has been successful hundreds of times. So from this vantage point, I was able to find out a lot about what machine learning can do in the past, can do today, and what it could do in the future. Perhaps the first big success. Three this men melody began a collaboration to create heard. a machine the capable of logical thought. This melody in many ways. Governed by the by principles switch, of symbolic logic, the their program, called the Logic Theorist, recreated proofs at the foundations of mathematics, and even created one proof better than the mathematician's version. Astonishing! In the summer of 1956, mathematics professor John McCarthy hosted a conference at Dartmouth College. His invitation expressed a remarkably strong opinion of what the field might aspire to. I don't mean the machines will behave like machines really think, even the scientists. Can machines really think? Even the scientists argue that one. I'm convinced that machines can and will think. 
I don't mean the machines will behave like men. I don't think for a very long time we're going to have a difficult problem distinguishing a man from a robot. And I don't think my daughter will ever marry a computer. But I think that computers will be doing the things that men do when we say they're thinking. I'm convinced that machines can and will think in our lifetime. I confidently expect that within a matter of 10 or 15 years, something will emerge from the laboratories which is not too far from the robot of science fiction fame. Listening to music into composing for um, motion pictures using computer technology. This technology is revolutionizing music. You can't access consciously, like this, but any conceivable sound um, can be taken as raw material and can be combined and build up to create soundtracks ranging from sound effects to space music. To find out how electronic music is created, Let's the attendees argued energetically up. about everything, but they agreed on the name of the exciting new field they would define and lead. Artificial Intelligence, AI. The AI pioneers believed computers would quickly achieve most of the characteristics of human intelligence. In response to this optimism and the spur of Cold War competition, the government poured millions into undirected basic AI research at multiple research centers. New computer languages were designed specifically to optimize AI's logic programming. Programming 1980, 40 years after the AI algorithms and techniques began to grow. Computers were given senses and taught about the real world. For some 15 years, AI research enjoyed a golden age. Success seemed inevitable. Non-biologic, the government poured millions into undirected basic AI research at AI's logic programming. A toolkit of AI algorithms and techniques began to grow. Scientists were building success remains un by the mid 19 or thinking Alan we're looking at a machine refocused again inventing ways to deal with probably synthesizer can create and alter sounds. На днях стало известно о том, что производитель и разработчик электроники, компания ДНС штаб-квартирами в РФ и Китае, создала материнскую плату, которая рассчитана на работу с китайскими процессорами с Хьюксин. Плата получила название PXZ-60. Насколько известно, компания собирается выпустить большое количество таких плат, причем за их разработку отвечает как раз российское подразделение. Компания ДНОО от ДНИ. Что это за платы, процессор, рассказываем под катом. Немного о компании. Российское представительство входит в группу компаний Дэни, у которой есть офис в Вильнюсе, Анталии и Шэньчжэне. При этом отечественное подразделение ведет самостоятельную работу, оно предоставляет услуги контрактного производства и разработки электроники в РФ. Платы, о которых идет речь, могут предоставляться заказчикам как в РФ, так и Азии. Производственные мощности компании базируются на основе СМТ-линии и сборочной линии в электростале. Все это было запущено в начале года в электростале. Предприятие нацелено на импортозамещение. 
В настоящий момент возможности компании позволяют производить десятки тысяч материнских плат в месяц. В будущем, насколько можно понять, производство можно будет масштабировать. Стоимость материнской платы, к сожалению, пока неизвестна, но разработчики говорят, что она конкурентоспособна. Сама плата с процессором подходит для решения широкого спектра офисных задач. Для игр система не подходит, но для большей части корпоративных тасков – вполне. По словам производителя, ее могут использовать госпредприятия, офисы различных компаний, банки и тому подобное. Обычные пользователи тоже могут работать с той платой. Так что это за плата? Ее форм-фактор – MacroX. На ней предусмотрено два слота для планок памяти DDR4, 21, 33, 24, 00, 32, 00. Есть и два слота расширения CX16, которые можно использовать для установки дискретных видеокарт. К сожалению, разъем М2 лишь один, под форматы 2242, 2260 и 2280. Еще есть слот под модуль беспроводной связи Bluetooth и Wi-Fi. Известно также, что к материнской плате можно подключить 4 устройства с этот третий как SSD, так и приводы для оптических дисков. Среди прочих коннекторов и разъемов, 6 USB 3.0, видеовыхода VGA, HDMI и DisplayPort. Есть и ИСОРНЫК порт, а также PS-Slash 2, если кому-то нужно будет подключить старые устройства. В целом, мыши и клавиатура подобного типа еще не перевелись в запасниках многих компаний и государственных организаций, так что можно быть уверенным, что подключать к этому разъему устройства будут. Ну а теперь, о процессоре он называется Схиоксин, производит его одноименная компания, которая является совместным предприятием правительства Китая и Вайе Technologies. Наверное, многие на хабре помнят этого некогда мощного игрока на рынке микроэлектроники. Еще в 2020 году Схиоксин представила новые процессоры KX6780 и XU 6880 их назвали решениями для DA-энтузиастов. Если вы читаете наш блог, вас могут заинтересовать эти тексты, как оптимизировать траты на аренду инфраструктуры, готовый реестр контейнеров, кому нужен и как использовать, как мы запустили удаленные регионы облака в Узбекистане процессор, который будет устанавливаться в материнские платы. Российско-китайская компания, называется KXNKX6640 Mo. Это восьмиядерный чип, разработанный по 16 нутях процессу. Частота – 2,7 ГГц, в чипе – контроллера 16 линий PCI-Express 3.0, USB и SATO. Отдельно стоит отметить отсутствие кэша L3, но наличие кэша L2 с 4 МБ в двух кластерах. Это, плюс отсутствие многопоточности делает процессор менее производительным, чем чипы от AMD или Intel. Тем не менее, в качестве альтернативы он вполне себе годится, для выполнения не особо тяжелых задач. Чип уже прогнали через тесты с использованием G-Bench 5. Оказалось, что в одноядерном режиме результат процессора – 355 баллов, в многоядерном – 2187. Даже смартфонные процессоры показывают более высокие результаты. Если сравнивать с обычными чипами, то его результаты схожи с Intel Core 2 Quad. Q8400 из 2009 года. Что касается многоядерного режима, 
то схожие результаты показывает Intel Core i5-2500 из 2011 года. Но как бы там ни было, чип выпускается китайцами и работает, он пригоден для установки в офисных ПК и ноутбуках. Практическое использование процессора это не прототип, а вполне себе рабочий чип, который уже используется в ноутбуках и мини-ПК. В частности, около недели назад, публиковалась новость о том, что российская компания Tonk выпустила ноутбук Tonk TM4004 на X86 Pro Sword Jazz Hyoxing x 6640 mo в ноутбуке установлен 8-ядерный процессор KXNKX6640 MOS с частотой работы ядера 2,1 до 2,6 ГГц. Плюс у него есть и встроенный графический адаптер, который способен на обработку 4К-видео. Тепловыделение чипа – 25 Вт. У ноутбука алюминиевый корпус и IPS Matrix OS Full HD. Еще один процессор от Skyoxin установлен в ультрабуке Cation N7. У него собственная система на кристалле. Сокол нового обрабатывает такие события, как открытие крышки, отключение звука, быстрая зарядка, определение освещенности и тому подобное. Отличием устройства является то, что оно создано на базе аппаратного и программного обеспечения, которое разработано исключительно в Китае. В целом, компания. Дэнни планирует поставлять не только материнские платы. Она разрабатывает и умные камеры, цифровые панели, трекеры и промышленные контроллеры. Работа с китайцами дает возможность частично перекрыть потребность в западных технологиях, чтобы, если так можно выразиться, разложить яйца по разным корзинам. Конечно, полностью закрыть потребность в этих технологиях не получится, но отрадно уже то, что... Какие-то шаги в этом направлении предпринимаются. Man. Man. Bad. Spurifra, a technology arm of Spur, Russia's biggest bank, has evaluated the Russian-made MCST Elbrus 8C processors in multiple workloads, but the results were utterly disappointing and the processors failed the test. The testers cited insufficient memory, slow memory, few cores, low frequency. Functional requirements not been met at all, as key reasons for the failure. However, there is hope. According to Spur Infra Engineers, homebrew hardware, as part of its ongoing conflict with the Western world following the annexation of Crimea in 2014 and the ongoing war against Ukraine, Russia has publicly declared its intention to substitute hardware and software developed in the US and Europe with its domestic technologies. On the hardware side of matters, this meant migrating from x86 ends. Epic and Intel Xeon scalable platforms to its homegrown CPUs, such as MCST's Elbrus processors based on a proprietary VLIP-like architecture, as well as Bakel Electronics ARM-based SOCs. So far, some of the Russian government agencies and government-controlled companies have adopted Bakel and Elbrus-based systems. But when it comes to mission-critical servers, nobody has embraced any of the homebrew machines. This happens to a large degree, because most Russian-made machines have fewer cores, compared to mainstream servers, insufficient capacity of slow and updated memory, low clocks, and poor out-of-box software optimization. 
The Elbrus 8C server is very weak compared to Intel's Ian Cascade Lake, said Anton Spankov, a representative for Spurinfra, said at the left square bracket 48 right square bracket Elbrus partner. Day conference, via left square bracket 49 right square bracket server news point through earlier this month. Insufficient memory left square bracket 256 megabyte right square bracket, slow memory, few cores, low frequency. Functional requirements not in med at all, asterisk Elbrus 8C. 8C slash 1.30 GHZ 16 megabyte L3 70W TDP quad channel DDR3 1600 memory 28NM 250F P64 flops asterisk Intel Xeon Gold 6230. Cascade Lake SP20C slash 40T 2.10-3.90 GHZ 27.5 megabyte L3 125W TDP 14NM asterisk Elbrus 8CB new. Microarchitecture, 8C slash 1.50 GHZ, 16 megabyte L3, 90W TDP, quad channel DDR4-2400, memory, 28NM576, FP64 flops, in fact, the Rinfra's evaluation was the first in depth. Testing of the Elbrus 8C platform in a banking application. The evaluators compared dual and quad socket Elbrus 8C machines, 16-32 cores per box, to a dual processor server based on Intel Xeon Gold 6230 processor that the company currently uses. Spurinfra could not test the more powerful Elbrus 8CB as it is still not available despite being formally introduced, cannot compete against industry standard parts being one of the largest banks in Europe that offers many more services than just banking. Spur has certain requirements for hardware and has its own test methodology for evaluating machines it considers deploying. This methodology includes the following, asterisk functional testing, 44 parameters to make sure that a platform can run what Spur needs and can be managed how Spur needs it, asterisk synthetic testing, using the bench from the poster SQL suite as well as spec CPU 2017, asterisk application testing, using Java apps. Every server begins from its chassis and some general features such as remote management, which Spur evaluates under its functional testing procedure. Apparently, an MCST Elbrus 8C machine failed 84% of Spur's functional testing, as it could not be easily removed from the rack, lacked proper lead indicators, and came without remote management, which to a large degree made it unusable for usage in commercial data centers. There is some hope, though. One of the surprising things about the Elbrus 8C. Server was that it is a real product, said Bankov.
It was a real server that we were given, left square bracket right square bracket it is an actual product that has its disadvantages, loads of disadvantages, but we can work with them. Elbrus 8C Evaluation Summary 4-Way Elbrus 8C VS 2-Way Intel Xeon Gold 6230-SPEC-CPU-2017-2.62-Base-3.15-PEAK-TIMES-LOWERED-BENCH-SLASH-POST-RESCAL-1.7-READ-ONLY-PROFILE-3.3-READ-WRITE-PROFILE Times lower Java 2326 times higher response time the situation looks slightly better with the spec CPU 2017 benchmark as the quad chip Elbrus 8C was 2.62 base 3.15 peak times slower than the dual Intel. Xeon Gold 6230 machine, which was not that bad, as the Rinfer engineers expected a 20x to 30x difference. However, it should be noted that neither the x86 system nor the Elbrus machine achieved. Their peak performance numbers submitted by server makers to spec.org. Meanwhile, in the bench slash post tests, the Xeon Gold 6230 machine was 1.7 read-only profile, 3.3 read-write profile, times better, in terms of transactions per $100,000, than the Elbrus 8C server depending on the workload, which is significant but not dramatically lower. With Java applications or emulated Java workloads, the situation got a lot dire for the Elbrus 8C platform that showed 23x to 26x times high response time and did not meet any of their quality of service requirements. According to the companies, the good news is that Java application startup times and response times improved with performance optimizations. The Elbrus 8C machine was still not quite competitive against the Xeon server, but its performance can be improved with software tweaks. Will take years to catch up, but whilst the Rinfra's engineers expected the Elbrus 8C machine to perform much worse and be orders of magnitude slower than Intel Xeon Gold 6230 machine from 2019. Even a 2 to 3 times performance difference is significant enough for commercial companies not to deploy a platform, since it makes no financial sense. At the moment, Spurbank says no, we cannot deploy Elbrus machines into our ecosystem, but we are pleasantly surprised that it works at all, said Bankov. For now, there are problems even with MCST's system design itself. So the CPU performance is something that Spur or any other hyperscaler would not even normally evaluate. Speaking of CPU performance, the company introduced the Elbrus 8CB several years ago and it is expected to arrive shortly. This chip promises considerably higher performance due to a new microarchitecture and improved memory support.
Also, comma, MCST has a rather ambitious server roadmap that includes a 12 dash core Elbrus processor, comma, left square bracket, 50 right square bracket, 16 dash core CPU that was taped up last year, comma, and even a left square bracket, 51 right square bracket, 32 dash core system on chip for petaflops class systems. At some point in the future, MCST's Elbrus processors will get significantly faster than they are today. Still, the problem is that it takes the company an enormous amount of time to develop new CPUs and bring them to the market. For example, the Elbrus 8CB was announced in 2018. Therefore, by the time the ambitious 32-core Elbrus arrive, Chips from AMD and Intel will be orders of magnitude faster and more efficient in terms of performance per watt than they are today. This begs the question of whether various domestically designed Chinese or Russian CPUs will even catch up with those from leading developers. The answer appears to be multifaceted. Companies like MCST can develop CPUs that are good enough for office workloads. Such systems may well be deployed by governments that can pay extra to support domestic CPU developers and not use foreign technologies. Homegrown CPUs can also be used to build supercomputers if things like scalability and energy efficiency are not a concern. However, it does not seem that such homegrown CPUs will catch up with developments from AMD, Intel, and emerging ARM-based servers OC designers anytime soon. Denial-of-service attacks on web servers, as you may have guessed, are all about the pain. If your site or service is popular enough, or you have a large enough number of users, you can pretty much be guaranteed that your server will receive a sufficient number of malicious requests to render it unserviceable for some time. I've had to deal with this myself several times over the years, usually, when I've been testing new sites. It can be quite a challenge, especially if you're the only one at the company responsible for maintaining the server. Denial-of-service attacks are a common problem in the world of web applications. They are a type of attack that involves sending a large number of requests to a server, which can cause the server to become overloaded and crash. Denial-of-service attacks are a common problem in the world of web applications. They are a type of attack that involves sending a large number of requests to a server, which can cause the server to become overloaded and crash. When an Internet host attempts to send messages to a destination host until it cannot be stopped. Denial-of-service DOS. Attacks are one of the most damaging types of attacks that intruders can launch against a computing network. A DOS attack is intended to deny the ability of some or all of the authorized network users from accessing the network. Normally, denying or limiting access to a network in such a manner will have a demonstrable negative impact on Internet commerce. At this time, denials of service attacks are unofficially associated with a group called scammers, which have surfaced out of Eastern. Refer to the act of a malicious actor flooding a networked system with requests. Since networks are designed to handle a very high amount of traffic, attackers try to take advantage of weaknesses in the structure of the application to reduce the amount of traffic it is able to process. Synthetic traffic generators are tools that allow attackers to create requests that, 
look like legitimate traffic and use that to flood your applications. One of the most popular request generation tools is the Google Chrome browser extension, HTTP Fuzzer. The tool generates a wide range of different requests based on user input. Fuzzing a system can be used to identify 